Thanks for joining us on the Southside Church Podcast. We seek to build real followers of Jesus, so we hope that you find this message both encouraging and insightful. Let's jump in. Hello, Southside. Great to be with you today. So excited to be able to hang out with you for a little while, share with you God's Word, give you God's good news, but our own life as well, because you are so special to us. Thank you for being a part of this day with us as we talk about the rhythms that God has for us and uh, what that looks like for our daily life. And I, I hope that during this month, you've really looked at where, um, where, where are you in your faith? Where can you plug in and make a difference? Where can you take your faith to another level? For me, for me, it started personally reading my Bible, praying, tithing, committing, you know, just, and then serving, getting involved. So there was a personal aspect, and then there really is a public aspect. And it is serving, and and for me, it started serving in the kids' ministry, then it was in the greeting ministry, then it was the choir, then it was the youth ministry. In those days, there was all kinds of things like that. I did small group, I did Sunday school, I, I just jumped in. I just jumped in. I put movement to the faith. And, and, and that's what we want you to do. Make a move. Practice the presence of Jesus. Be in the presence of Jesus, but practice the presence of Jesus. So if you're a part of Southside Church, I want you to be involved somewhere. Everybody that calls Southside home, get involved somewhere. Be involved in a ministry. Hold a door. Shake a hand. Park a car. Hold a baby. Teach a kid. Work somewhere. Do something to make a difference in somebody else. Practice the presence of Jesus in your life. And and these rhythms really will help you. So what is rhythm? Rhythm is simply a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement. That's what Sunday is. I pray it's a strong, repeated, regular pattern of movement. And, and, and that's what our ministries are. That's what these opportunities are. I want you to have a quiet time in your life or, or just time with the Lord every day. When there's a recent study out that says that the, the average believer spends only 14 minutes a day thinking, just thinking about spiritual faith-related things. Man, that's, that, that's, that's something that I, I, I hope it's just the minimum for us, but to really dive in and see, God, what do you want from me? I, what do you want for me so that I can put it back into this world and make a difference for you? I want a rhythm to my faith. I want a rhythm to my work and home. I want a rhythm to my relationships. I want a rhythm with my eating, exercising, and sleeping. But more than that, I want a rhythm to my faith. A strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement. Why? Because finding the right rhythm is essential to living your best life. Finding the right rhythm is essential to that. And so Jesus said this, we've used it several times now, but we'll use it again from Matthew 11, a paraphrase of the message. Jesus said, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Picture the vacation commercial. You know, this is a, this is a, 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 a you're scanning the horizon. You're, the, 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 the camera's going over the beach, watching the ocean roll in. Are you tired? Are you worn out? 
Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life for just 14. No, I'm just kidding. You know, this is, this is Jesus speaking. It's not some commercial. So are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out? Come to me. Let the, let the spirit of God speak this into your life. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Stop forcing it and let the rhythm of grace get you, you know? Because the right rhythm can bring peace and purpose to your life. I believe that. The right rhythm can bring peace and purpose to your life. And who doesn't want that? Who wants to be able to, who, who doesn't want to lay down at night in peace their heart and their mind? Get up in the day with purpose and determination and action in their spirit. Who doesn't want that? I want that and I believe you do too. And the right rhythm can bring those things into your life. And so the unforced rhythm of grace, it just continues. Week one, we talked about the right rhythm is about knowing God. You know God by knowing his son, receiving his spirit, obeying his law. And then you you begin to practice those things. Make a move, practice the presence of Jesus. The unforced rhythm of grace is about commitment, community, and today, consistency. Commitment. Commitment. This is what we see. So those who accepted Peter's message that day were baptized, and about 3,000 people of them were added to the church. So the church went from from 120 to over 3,000 people in one moment. And they devoted themselves. Commitment. Commitment. Action. Devotion. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. That's what they devoted themselves to. They committed themselves to those things, to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship of the believers together, to the breaking of bread together, and then through communion, and through the prayers, both publicly and privately. We also see the unforced rhythm of community. Not just commitment, but community. And this is what we see in that. Then fear came over everyone, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles, getting people's attention, was causing them to to really come and see and experience. Now all the believers, not some of the believers, but all of the believers were together. They were together. They were all in this together. And that's what they were. They were together, and they held all things in common. We're talking about community. You can't have community without unity. And, 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 and a decision had to lead to devotion. And that's where they are. They had all the believers were together, and they held all things in common. They sold their possessions. Now, this is where it's crazy. They sold their possessions. They sold their property, and they distributed the proceeds to everyone according to their need. They were literally in this together. This was life-altering relationships. This was a rhythm that impacted this entire city. And it was something that led 
not just to community, not just to commitment, but to consistency. I mean, I think really this is the key to our, to, to, that really brings these things together. Commitment, you need it. I mean, that's what you got to have first. You got to commit to it. And that's what they did. They devoted themselves. And then you find, but, but when you make a commitment to something, you find community in it. You find people that, that you love and you grow to love and they love you and you, you just begin to do life together. It's community. And, and you may not think you need the church today, but my friend, a day comes where you do and you will. And man, this place will come around you, lock arms with you, hug you, stand with you. It's community. And those things lead to consistency. And consistency develops rhythm in your life. Consistency, this is what we see every day. That's consistency. It was every day. Every day, not just Sunday. It could say on Sunday, but it doesn't. It says every day. Their commitment, they devoted themselves. So you see their commitment happening every day. That's consistency. To meeting together in the temple complex. That's community. So they committed themselves to community, to faith, and it was consistent. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple complex. And they broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with a joyful and humble attitude. Today, my challenge to you today is, is to meet somebody, invite somebody. Maybe it's somebody new. Maybe it's somebody you've wanted to get to know. Maybe it's someone that you already have a relationship with. I would challenge you to meet somebody new today to begin a relationship. Invite them to lunch. Why don't you come out of church today and invite somebody to join you for lunch today? Or maybe they can't do it today. Invite them to sit with you next week. Invite them over this week to have dinner. Maybe it's somebody that you've seen on a regular basis. Or maybe it's somebody that you know that you hadn't seen in a while. Why don't you make a connection today and have someone over to your house this week for dinner. And y'all interact together. You break bread together from house to house. They ate their food with a joyful and humble attitude. Look at what they did. Praising God and having favor with all the people. Their humble, joyful attitude, their praising God, their spirit, the rhythm of their life, it didn't just give them favor with church people. It gave them favor with all the people, with everybody. That's what they did. They did it every day. Every day, do what it's, this is about. This is about commitment. It is about community, but it's also about consistency. And we're just not consistent in our faith. I mean, I may I'll, I'll sit down with somebody and they'll talk to me about their problems. I'll say, well, well, well tell me how are you? What are you doing right now to work on it? Well, I, I, I pray about it. I mean, and when I come to church. I mean, God deals with me about it or God meets me in it. So what do you mean by that? I mean, so you pray about it. How regular? Well, I pray about it all the time. Cool. I get that. Well, how often do you come to church? I probably come once or twice a month. But what you're saying when you come, God really helps you or maybe you feel strong in that or you feel like God's dealing with you? Oh, yeah. Well, tell me about God's word. How do you, where are you reading God's word? Almost 100% of the time. They drop their head. They look ashamed. They say, you know what? I just don't read the Bible. 
This isn't going to work without reading the Bible. (laughs) This isn't going to work without reading God's Word and letting God's Word come into your life. It's a rhythm to develop and put into your heart and your life. And people say, well, I don't like to read. Or it's a big book. Or I don't understand it. Or it's old. Or it doesn't this. Cry me a river. It's about, this is about you allowing God to meet you where you are and take you to where he wants you to be. This is about him giving you peace and purpose to your life. This isn't about you finding it in some weird way. This is about God depositing that in your life and you living it out, going to bed with peace, waking up with purpose. That's what the right rhythm does in your life. And these people got it and they did it every day. They did it every day. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple complex. They broke bread from house to house. They ate together with a joyful and humble attitude, and they praised God, and God gave them favor with all the people. And every day, the Lord added to them those who were being saved. Do you see the pattern of consistency? They did it every day. And God responded every day. And he's been doing it every day since then. What did they do? They had commitment, community, and consistency. Consistency is what brought this about. Here's another way to see it. They turned passion into purpose. They didn't just do it on Sunday. They did it every day. They gathered. They met together. They met, went from house to house breaking bread together. They were had a grateful, joyful, humble attitude, praising God, and God gave them favor with people, and people getting saved everywhere. People coming to Jesus everywhere. He did it every day. Why? They turned their passion into purpose. What did they do? They did these things. They practiced the presence of Jesus. Make a move. They practiced the presence of Jesus. They did it every day. They met together in the temple complex. They went from house to house, breaking bread together. They had a grateful, joyful humble attitude, praising God, and God gave them favor with all people. What were they doing? They were practicing the presence of Jesus, consistency. Every day you gather, every time we come together, we are practicing the presence of Jesus. Put a smile on your face. Man, put a pep in your step. Put a shout in your heart and practice the presence of Jesus. When you see a car pulling into the parking lot, practice the presence of Jesus. When they're walking up to the door, practice the presence of Jesus. When they're checking in their kids, practice the presence of Jesus. When they're dropping them off, we're practicing the presence of Jesus. When they're coming into the worship center, when we're singing songs, when we're preaching the word, when we're seeing them out, when we're doing small groups, when we're doing mission events, when we're giving the tithe and the offering, we are practicing the presence of Jesus. And when you go to school, when you go to work, when you go home, you are practicing the presence of Jesus. That is consistency. 
See, they didn't just meet on Sunday. They made it a regular, daily part of their life. And I love this one. They were happy, they were holy, and they were loud. They were happy. I almost said they were happy, holy, and high, but that probably wouldn't be a good thing to say. <laughs> but anyway, they were happy, they were holy, and they were loud. They were loud. And you know what else they couldn't do? They couldn't keep people away. They couldn't keep them away. And I'll, I'll argue it. God's been doing it every day since then. How do I know that? I don't know. Maybe today it's not here, but it may be in China. Maybe in Russia. Maybe in Mexico. Maybe in California. Maybe in Alabama. Maybe in North Carolina. Maybe right here at Southside. Maybe it's large groups of people. Maybe it's just one person. But every day, every day somebody was saying yes. It's coming into a relationship with Jesus. They just couldn't keep people away. There's a passage in 2 Corinthians 5 that I think kind of sums up who we are in Christ and our mission today as a church, as a group of believers. Paul writing here says, Therefore, because we know the fear of the Lord, we seek to persuade people. We want to show them what we have in Christ. We seek to persuade people. We are completely open before God completely open and transparent and I hope we are completely open to your consciences as well. Paul said we're open before God and I hope we are open before you. Look at what he says. We are not commending ourselves to you again but we are giving you an opportunity to be proud of us so that you may have a reply for those who take pride in the outward appearance rather than in the heart. Paul said, we're coming to you. We want you to be proud of the work of the ministry that's going on because we want you to have something to say. For people, to, to the people who take pride in the outward appearance rather than in the heart. For if we are out of our mind, I love it, it is for God. If we have a sound mind, it is for you. If we crazy, it's about Jesus. He said, for Christ's love compels us since we have reached this conclusion if one died for all then all died and he died for all so that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for the one who died for them and was raised he said stop living for yourself Live for the one who died for you. It's bigger than you. From now on then, we don't know anyone in a purely human way. He said, oh no. 
Even if we have known Christ in a purely human way, yet now we no longer know him in that way, not just in a human way, there's a heavenly way. There's a heavenly reason and purpose that we're doing this. He said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away and look, new things have come. This is all new. I get it. For some people, it's brand new. For some people, you've been doing this for a long time. You've got a rhythm. You're growing in maturity. God's working in your life. Fine, friend. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? How are you showing that to younger people? How are you showing that to new believers? Bringing them along with you. Because if you're in Christ, you are a new creation. The old things have passed away and all things have become new. Look at what Paul said. Everything is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. He doesn't count those against you. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. He's given us that ministry to reconcile the world to him. Reconciliation. He said it starts with you, friend. How is the world going to know? How are your neighbors going to know? How are the people around you going to know? Your family and friends, co-workers going to know unless we show it, live it, commitment, community, consistency. He said, because we are ambassadors for Christ. Certain that God is appealing through us. He said, it's like God is saying, we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. It's like your life, your message, your, your everything is screaming, be reconciled to God. You want to know one of the greatest sentences ever written in the history of the world? 2 Corinthians 5.21. He, God, made the one, Jesus, check this out, who did not sin or who did not know sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You see, following Jesus is more than a once a week routine. It is a day-to-day reality. It is a day-to-day reality. So what does it take to grow my faith? Make a move and practice the presence of Jesus. What does it take to grow my faith? Make a move and practice the presence of Jesus. What does it take to grow my faith? Make a move and practice the presence of Jesus. What move do you need to make today? Today. It will lead you to a greater rhythm of grace in your life and where you can practice the presence of Jesus. Wherever you are, Whatever is going on in your world today, happening in and around you, how do you take all of this and make it work in your life? How, how do you, what, is, what does it mean to know God? 
means to know his son, receive his spirit. It means to obey his word. How do I, how do I practice the presence of Jesus? Commitment, community, consistency. Make a move. What move can you take today that will change your life and bring God's peace and purpose into it every day? If you don't know him today, pray with me. Pray with me right now. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, pray this with me. Say these words with me. Say, Father God, I believe in you. And I believe you love me so much that you sent your son to be my Savior. Say to Jesus, Jesus, forgive me for my sin. I'm a sinner. Forgive me for my sin by your grace. Restore me to you. Say to him, Jesus, be the Savior and Lord of my life. I am ready to follow you. And I say yes to you today. If if you said that with me, you prayed that with me, let me know. Let us know. Follow the link at the end of this video. Let us know in the comments. If you want to take a step of faith, you want to be a part of a church, come join with us. And let's make moves and practice the presence of Jesus together. Thanks for joining us today. Pray God's blessing, His peace, His purpose in and through your life. God bless you. If you made that decision today to say, yes, I do want to choose Jesus. I do want to acknowledge Him as my personal Lord and Savior. Congratulations. We could not be more excited for you. And we want to help you in that process and answer any questions that you might have and provide you resources. To do that, simply text Jesus, that's J-E-S-U-S, to 706-449-0870. And one of our pastors on staff will be in touch with you because we want to help you as you walk out your faith. If you thought, you know what, I would like to contribute to all that God is doing in and through Southside. I would like to partner with Him. You can do that in three simple ways. First, you can text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 706-449-0870. Secondly, you can do it on the Southside app in the GIVE tab. Lastly, Southside.online. You can do it through the GIVE section on our website. Thank you so much for being here with us today, and we hope you have a great rest of your week.